Is episodes once a week not enough for you? Or are you looking for more technical information from the Mixing Music Podcast? Well, guess what? Now you can. You can subscribe to our exclusive content and triple the amount of episodes that you get access to. That's right. Instead of the free once a week episodes, you get three episodes a week for only $4 a month or $40 a year. Go to mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash exclusive to get access to those episodes now. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Hello and welcome back to Mixing Music. Um, I'm recording this episode on my phone and you noticed um, and I have not been able to be at the studio and record my episode in time but I still want to do a very important episode that I think will be able to help you all out. Um, I'm going to read some of the tweets that I've been doing recently. I've been trying to work hard on my tweets. Um, I'm not trying to promote my Twitter at all. But I think Twitter is just a good place for me to collect my thoughts and try to succinctly tell what I'm thinking at the current time. Um, And it's a mix of music business thoughts, basic entrepreneurial thoughts, um, mixing thoughts and techniques. Um, It's kind of a random grab bag of thoughts, connected string of thoughts on my Twitter. But I wanted to read a few and talk about a few of them. Um, the first thing is, I tweeted about uh, the Pensado EQ. Um, if you guys saw that Dave Pensado released his first ever plugin with Acoustica Audio, um, and it is amazing. Uh, it's definitely not a precise tool, uh, but it is the Mog EQ, Airband, it is the Poltec low end, the, even the low pass, high pass filters are amazing. It is just an incredible broad shape. Uh, shifting, how do you say, uh, shape-making tool. It shapes the audio in a way that is very clean, very precise. And the saturation um, preamps, the Pre-1 and Pre-2 that they have offered in uh, that plugin sounds amazing, but it is definitely not subtle, like the Shadow Hills transformer changes. It's not very subtle, but at the same time, it is amazing and can really do crazy stuff to individual tracks or to the master bus. Um, I also purchased, uh, the mag, uh, the, sorry, mog magnum K compressor EQ thing, that K K compressor thing right in the middle there. That is kind of a DSer, like 2.5 and above compresses that just a touch of that works really amazing magic. I've noticed that you can make things bright with the Mog or the Pensado EQ and then use the, the low-pass filter on the master bus or even on a vocal. Just a touch, just right above 12.5K, and it really tightens up the high end, makes it stop being like super-duper harsh in the airband. 
if you're young enough to hear that stuff. <laughs> and then uh, it's, uh, it's really smooth. I really, really like that. That's about that for as far as uh, um, plugins. Oh, I also bought a couple. Oh, actually, I bought a couple other things as well. Um, I bought uh, the, uh, the, Black's box, the Black Box HG2 from Plugin Alliance as well. And um, also got uh, the NLS, the Nonlinear Summer from Waves, as well as uh, a bass rider I got for free, which I didn't have before. Um, and I don't know if I'll ever use it, but cool plugin. And then uh, what else did I get? I got one other plugin. Oh, the Aphex um, Air thing. And it's, it's pretty cool. Um, can be pretty harsh, but it's really cool. The NLS thing is really dope. I saw the preview for Mix with the Masters with Jason Joshua showed that he he got a session one day with eight nonlinear summers on a single drum track. <laughs> and he's like, I thought it was a mistake. And then I turned it off and all the life of the drums went away. And so I tried it. I only did a stack of three or four on the master or no, uh, sorry, just on the drum bus. And it really did something magical. It was absolutely incredible. Um, so that was really cool. It did really work out well. So I'm excited to use that, put that in my arsenal of things to be doing excuse me, things to be doing in the future and trying out. Um, I do want to spend some time talking about some things that I've been thinking about this week. Um, business, ethical, I don't know what, um, how to say this. I want to base this off by letting you know a little bit more about me. I don't care if you're religious, if you're not. Um, I don't care what you believe in. I really don't. It doesn't matter. But on a personal level, I am fairly, fairly religious, and I believe in a higher authority, um, whatever that means, right? But I use one of the things I've been thinking about a lot recently is trying to throw good back in the world. A lot of people know about Kanye and the whole Jesus is King thing now, and he's doing a lot of, you know, uh, what some people are being pretty critical about it, but. What I like to see as he's trying to throw good back into the world. And I've been trying to do that as well. So I'm going to try to read some tweets that I hope will help you um, a little bit. And these kind of just sum up some of my thoughts that I've been thinking recently. That's the first one here. I love this one. It took a long time for me to find the confidence and courage to really go after my dream of building a music career. Fighting self-doubt and finding self-respect is 80% of the battle. Don't impede your own growth. You are good enough. I really do believe that. Um, I believe that as an artist, as a producer, a lot of the times there's there's two extremes. The one extreme is you're narcissistic. You're not. You're way. You think you're way better than you actually are. Um, and we all know that one person or that you know those people. Um, the other is the the kid that is so extremely talented, amazing, but struggles with self-confidence and doesn't realize that he's a lot better than he gives himself credit for. Um, and I was definitely in that state of mind for a long time, and I was just recently able to get out of it this year, right about the time when I started this podcast. And it's so incredible to me that I was impeding my own growth, and it was all just how I felt about myself. And now that I look back on it, it was really dumb. Um, and that is a battle that I still fight, but it's a lot easier to fight now. You know, I really do believe that if you want to be an artist, a producer, mix engineer, if you want to do anything, it's not just audio, but I think it's, it's 
even more relevant in audio and music and any sort of creative art. You know, fighting self-doubt and finding self-respect is 80% of the battle. I really do believe that. Um, another one that I want to read out here is <laughs> – I, I love this. I love this so much. Um, never make fun of the guy doing something different because when that record blows up, everybody follows and tries to copy that sound. Be comfortable being different. Make waves. Don't ride them. Um, yeah, that one's not very super. That's not super deep. Um, but don't, again, I think that relates to the first one. Like if your stuff sounds different, there's no wrong answers in music. Uh, I really don't, I really believe that. And I think that the only exception to that rule is if you're trying to make a mainstream hit, there is some, not guidelines, not rules, but there's a specific sound, right? If you're trying to make a mainstream hit, it has to sound clean, precise, you know, exactly like what other, the other stuff, trying to emulate some of the other stuff or better than some of the other stuff that's already out now. But if you're making a record that's supposed to be lo-fi, that's not supposed to be clean, that's more about the genre, the culture, the vibe, the story, the whatever it is, don't be afraid to be different. There's no wrong answers in music. Do what you think is right. Um, and just make sure you're referencing your mixes. <laughs> yeah, seriously, though. Um, I wanted to share another one here. Uh, this is more of a personal personal thing. I want you to think about this. You can agree with me. You can disagree with me. But I really do believe this. I believe that only an increase in responsibility can increase one's sense of satisfaction or happiness. Running away from responsibility has never made anyone happy. Embrace the struggle that is responsibility, and the reward is great. No easy task has ever made a legend. Um, people see me at my studio, and I am in no way, um, like, I'm not, I didn't, I'm not nominated. I don't have any huge, huge credits. I have some medium-sized credits, um, and I have a couple higher-sized credits, kind of. Uh, but at the same, at the same time... I really do believe that when things are tough and when you have to fight to build your career, when you have to fight to do what you love, the satisfaction is so much more when you take on responsibility. Um, I, I always often compare this to like playing video games. If you've ever played Grand Theft Auto, San Andreas, love that game. If you play the story, it's fun, it's satisfying, you feel it. And then you play it with cheats. And the cheats are so fun. It's amazing. But it gets boring with cheats way faster than it does than if you actually just played the game. So sometimes, you know, getting the cheat codes isn't the most satisfactory thing. Sometimes it takes responsibility. It takes struggle to really feel the satisfaction and the happiness that comes from doing something that is difficult. And it gives you that self-confidence. I really do believe that. Um, a couple things that I learned from Jason Joshua as I watch some of his videos and uh, a couple of his videos, I think uh, interviews, I think this is very important. Uh, I posted these on Twitter, but these are kind of quotes from him. Sometimes, or Dave Pensato, uh, one of the between the two, it was on a Dave Pensato interview on Pensato's Place, but he said, sometimes you mix for radio, sometimes you mix for culture. Um, that was kind of going back from what I was talking about, like sometimes you got to mix mainstream, which is for the radio, and sometimes you got to mix it for the vibe. And it's up to you to make that decision where you stand. Maybe your thing is you make you only make things for the radio. Um, Jason Joshua, on one spectrum, he says, F your rough mix. I'm here to make a hit. 
I'm here to make a record that people listen to. And then people older, usually the older OGs like uh, Leslie Brathway, who I love and talk about so much, and even Jimmy Douglas, like they talk about how they want to respect the rough mix and not change it too much because they created a vibe when they were producing and recording it. So there's two spectrums there, and I'm a little bit more towards the Jimmy um, and Leslie, but I'm a little bit moderate in that, to be totally honest. Sometimes I really do mix for the radio. I feel I find myself slowly going a little bit, little bit more towards the Jason Joshua side slowly over time where I'm trying to make records that not only is the client happy with but something that people outside of the client's realm would love and listen to and like would move their head to. I don't I bop around, dance around to, you know. Um, I really do believe that and it's a lot of fun to try to fix it but at the same time trying to re- respect that rough mix I think is always a great decision that um, the artist will always love. Um, another thing that he said that I really liked, um, don't spend your time making records alone. The fastest way to learn is from each other. Um, sometimes I do this a little bit too much where I kind of get in my zone, my flow state. Um, but I really like uh, the idea of visiting other studios, going to hang out with them, comparing mixes, getting feedback, always having a tight-knit circle with a few people that you really trust, maybe even getting together every other week or something like that, kind of like a book club, but you just talk about business and audio. I really love something like that. Brian Hood talks about that in Six Figure Home Studio and how he started his podcast and came up with a lot of his business ideas through um, some like uh, get-togethers, networking, not networking, but kind of like these brainstorming sessions that he has with people that he trusts locally. Um, So I thought that was kind of cool. Two things that I discovered that Jason Joshua does that I think sounds amazing, and I, I don't know if Dave does this, but the Ibanez 808 guitar pedal from UAD on 808s sound amazing like oh my gosh like it sounds so good it sounds so good you can really oh my gosh like if you cannot if you have a sub an 808 that's way too low that's not coming out of your phone that's not coming out of your crappy aventone speaker but you can hear it just out of the sub it sounds great out of the sub throw a little 808 uh ibanez 808 guitar pedal on that on that track it really distorts it in a very clean way that makes it super – it sounds amazing. I cannot talk this up enough. That That is the sauce right there for 808s that are too low. It makes – oh my gosh. It is so amazing. I love it. I love it. I love it. That is one of the best things that I've heard Jason Joshua give as far as advice on what to do. Oh my gosh. As you can tell, I'm kind of on a Jason Joshua streak this past couple weeks. I'm trying to – He's. I love it because he's kind of the total opposite of Leslie who I – who's kind of my mentor and the person that I've learned from the most – um, and I just love to hear his opposite, oftentimes the opposite approach. Um, anyway, uh, I want to read just a couple more before I sign off, but, um, let me find these here. I learned something new today. Um, actually, hold on. One of the things that I want to get across is, um, the idea that if you want to be part of the 1%, then you got to work like the 1%. All right. Now I want to explain something before I read this tweet, um, if we were to assume that time, the more time you put in uh, working on music, the better you get at music, and it's linear for everybody. Assuming that it's linear, that everybody kind of learns at the same pace, everybody learns the same way, at the same skill, and all that, the only factor that changes is how much time you put in. Uh, assuming that that's the case, then I really love this, that thing that I said. I said, um, if it takes time to get better at a skill, and the only way you could ever get close to catching up to someone is by putting in the hours. 
If you are spending less hours than the guy ahead of you, you will never catch up. Put in the time. Um, One of the things that I love that Leslie said um, and that I quote him all the time is, you cannot negate experience. People ask all the time, and I ask all the time, to people that are have much more credits and way better than me, I ask, how can I get better? The answer is all the same. Um, the answer is one of the two. One, it's experience. It's YouTube. It's, it's actually just implementing the stuff that you learn and like getting comfortable with the craft. And number two, sometimes it's not even about music. Sometimes it's about you know, your location, your business, your marketing. You're, you're a jerk. I don't know. Sometimes it's some, something else that's not even music that's holding you back from doing better. Anyway, those are some of the tweets that I want to share and some of the thoughts that I want to share. I hope this episode is helpful to you, motivating, um, and kind of gets you a little bit of an insight of how I think. Um, I apologize for doing this a little bit unprofessional over the phone. I will replace the audio as soon as I can, probably within the next day or two. Um, but hopefully you enjoyed this episode. I'm signing off. Um, stay saucy and happy mixing, my friends. One, two, three. This episode of Mixing Music with DK has been brought to you by LaunchPod Media. If you want to start a podcast, make sure to start it right with LaunchPod Media. The Mixing Music Podcast is proud to say that we have a lot of free resources outside of the actual podcast. Visit mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash links to find access to our free PDFs and free resources. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.